and it is now sad soup season on the podcast. It came fast. I don't know about the rest of you, but welcome to Opa Podcast, everybody. Um, we're sad. Uh, I'm I'm sad soup. Sad opes only. I, I, I'm I'm Wyatt, and I'm also sad. I'm Griffin, and I'm sad I paid so much money to go see them lose. And it's Jason, coming in from Tokyo. Yeah, Jason's so sad, he's got a lot of his feelings out from Tokyo, so he's on the podcast. <laughs> Big sad. Jason screaming from the Tokyo rooftops. I will say, my girlfriend gave the bombastic side-eye um, while I'm trying to watch the game in the hotel and, and in, in the train, so... Um, <laughs> That's how good looks. It's called loyalty. But you know That's a green and that's a green flag for you, Jason. Loyalty. I, I would say loyalty. So we all know what happened. We all know why we're here. We gotta talk about what happened on Saturday. The gophers going down in North Carolina, thirty one to thirteen. Griffin, how much fun was it to watch? It was absolutely painful. Only thing that made it a little better was being around your own fans in a big group. So they traveled well, which we all knew would happen, which is, you know, just great to hear confirmed, though. They were sad, but they were sad together. We were sad in numbers. Well, I was at the I was at New Bohemia in St. Paul with my dad, my buddy Xander, Elaine and uh, his girlfriend Anna and we um, at least had a nice time so with that being said I guess let's just you know let's let's get right into it um, starting out on offense uh, weird day I'll say that's kind of what I'll start with is what a weird day I think it's very telling of just the inexperience on our offense. Uh, although there were, you know, experienced players making mistakes as well. But it, it, it's very telling of how much growth Ethan has to do and how much, how much room for growth there is just all around the offense. And also, the coaching staff has some serious room to grow. The play calling has some serious room to grow. The fundamentals. The fundamentals. Are the place they really have to grow. You can't keep any any pass that Ethan makes. If it's in your area, you got to catch the ball. you got to pull it down. you got to stay on your feet at least. Stay on your feet. Yeah, I mean, there's... I think I just watched the game back while I was sitting here, like, getting everything set up and getting ready, and I think after kind of stepping back from it a bit, I have less of an issue with the play calling than I did in the moment and more of an issue with, like, the... um, 
just the overall like Ethan doesn't look comfortable in what is being called and when they call stuff that he's comfortable with like he looks very fluid he looks like very comfortable but it's just not it's not consistent enough for them to really string anything together Some, do we only have like one RPO slant which our offense was known for so like the last how many seasons now like six seven seasons under PJ yeah and then when, when and they, they run those that, yeah and when they weren't they run those they look comfortable and they they execute those but right now we're like focused on so much like outside of the numbers stuff you know and that's a tough throw and I, right now I think partially it's because like Ethan really only wants to throw the ball hard right now, so he hasn't developed like any of their clubs yet, you know. Yeah. So it's it's all driver. Yeah. Which you know we can work work with, but like I'm more concerned with like that aspect that like he still doesn't look like he like like last year we kind of like didn't really expect much finesse from his game, you know. This year I think you wanted to see some of it as the game started at the beginning of the season. And so my question, I guess, is more with like the, like, you know, Greg Harbo, the, the, you know, as, as his coach on like a week to week basis other than the play calling. Like, I think the play calling going back, like I said, like it felt a little better kind of just watching it and trying to be objective about what they were trying to do. But I think it's more of just the fact that like, they're still making so many of these like, really fundamental mistakes and Ethan just is not really taking any steps forward which is fine but like which is like it's not fine right now but like we expected more I think from the like play caller QB coach at this point yeah I, th- I think it's still fair though to question some of the play calls that were made throughout the game maybe like throughout the entire game Sure, it might have been fine, but there were some times, you know, when you have your backup QB in and you're thinking, why are we going to launch this 30 yards to the end zone when they've probably had very limited reps yeah. on running this route? Like, that ball was thrown five, at least five yards in front of him. And he had to, like, turn his body towards the sidelines, and he still wasn't even close to the football. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absol- absolutely. I think, like, as a whole, like, the plan made a lot of sense. But situationally, I think they were very bad. And I think, you know, we can also, like, talk about, you know, the decision to punt on fourth down, I think, in the fourth quarter is what, like, that was when I knew the game was over. I was like, oh, they've just given up. Like, they're why, why in the world would you punt here? You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Like, you don't think your your team can get, like, two yards or whatever? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for Jason having to watch this in Japan. Like, I felt bad for you. It pissed me off the most. Um, I think here's I think here's my rant on it coming up. Mind you, I just woke up like 45 minutes ago, so hell yeah. Um, had to give us some thought, but um, I will say uh, to all of our wa- listeners and viewers, um, our good old friend LeRon did hop on to the Snapchat on our group chat um, after a long hiatus. <laughs> just to. You know it's bad when Leron has to hop on the group chat. Hop in, just, just express your frustration. Yeah, um, that's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but first of all, I will say we did have ex- – I, I do agree with you, Soup, that we did have expectations for Ethan. But 
it was for the right ones because he we weren't expecting much of him. We were expecting not a Tanner esque twenty nineteen season, but at least like a step up from where he was Absolutely. at the end of Absolutely. Syracuse. And we did not see that on display. They, the offense and the, the play count did not give him any easy throws. And then I don't know why you would pull Darius Taylor, who is pretty much our running back one, because Sean Tyler is in, kind of in the doghouse with his fumbling, and he really isn't getting anywhere with the style of Sean offense. Sean Tyler TJ should, should be like a change of pace back. He should be like a change of pace yeah. back. Uh, so actually I, I looked at I looked into this just a little bit, and it turns out that Ethan wasn't the only one who ex- was experiencing cramps during the game. Oh. Uh, oh. T- Taylor had them too, and a couple of other players as well. So maybe there's a hydration problem also on that sideline. Got to bring out the Tom oh. Herman hydration chart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for cor- uh, correcting there, Wyatt. But, um, but yes, well, yes, problems with either BAB, if it's hydration or what's going on in the sideline pre and um, during the game um but i was like soup you know you complain about it why the hell are we pulling him out on a third and two or third and three when we know with this kind of offensive line that dt can get those yards yeah that and like you kind of showing tendencies when sean tyler is out there he's not out there to do anything but catch a pass Mm -hmm. but um but but i think I think this is still the offense because uh, I think we all know we're, we'll be more pass happy with Ethan because he has he has the arm and the talent, but I think we're we've been straying away from what we have been doing. So we should lead with DT as RB one, like classic Mo style. Like right now, because your pair is right now DT and Sean Tyler, and then your spare is Bryce Williams, and I heard he is. Injured. Bryce, Bryce Williams shouldn't even be your spare. I Bryce know. Williams should be part of the <laughs> starting rotation. Yeah. And once he's Meh. healthy, will be. Meh. I, I think it's Bryce Darius Williams Taylor's is, time, baby. Like it's definitely Darius Taylor's time. I'm not gonna dispute that. But if you're gonna, you know, bring someone in to spell him, it should be Bryce Williams. Because yeah, you know, Sean, T- Sean Tyler's getting sent out to catch a pass. If they should they and, should use him as like a gadget player more than just a running back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's Sean Tyler's fairly good in that role. I like him in that role. I I don't mind him on special teams. I just I think he's uh, good I, on special teams. I think he's good. I, he's I a good kick returner. I don't think he runs that. He's not a like, pure runner. He's got like three kick return touchdowns in his like Western Michigan career. I love Sean Tyler for that kind of role, the gadget role. Exactly. But I don't love him as a pure runner. No. And you're gonna get you're gonna give him some touches probably just to, you know, keep the defense guessing. But yeah. I just think. I think just in general, I think right now this uh, what this offense needs to be a little bit more simpler, kind of like revamp, kind of like. when like uh, I'm going back to old times, but when we fired Rob Smith into was a year two, um, partway through, uh, was it the, was that after the Illinois blowout, mm-hmm. um, where when they when PJ went to Joe Rossi, Joe Rossi simplified things better so the defense could be more explosive and fast. 
I don't know if we need to terminate someone on the staff to make that happen, but I just need more creativity and simplicity because I feel like we're running too many things outside of the normal offense, which we run, which is mainly RPOs, RPO slants, and bootlegs, and essentially passing plays that is opened up by the run game. Um, but also, it doesn't help when we have miscues on the offense, like receivers not catching balls, Ethan getting pressure under overthrowing, and then the dumb drive where like we had Cole Kramer in, which you know I thought he'll be in as Wildcat, and it turns out he threw a ball thirty plus yards down the field to try try to get a touchdown, and got picked off. So I'm very disappointed about the offense, as you can tell. Absolutely, <laughs> about being overseas here. I think PJ was too in his post game. He was like very, very upfront about like, oh, we left a lot out there. And I think it's, you know, I think he's mainly saying like our quarterback play needs to be better. And I think that's, you know, Greg Harbaugh is the quarterback coach. And I think their response to the uh, teams playing the run against them back when they were really good and efficient was the RPO. It was more of the RPO game and they ran some of that. But I don't think that they ran it enough in, in key situations. Like, I think situationally, they are still far too conservative. It just all feels very uninteresting to me. Well, PJ said, like, that, you know, Darius, like, uh, we can't just, like, hand the ball off in front of, um, like in the goal and like the five yards to go situation anymore. Cause like Mo Ibrahim would just run that in, in like three tries. Darius Taylor isn't going to do that yet. And I'm like, yeah, but this doesn't mean you don't try it like at all. You know what I mean? They like take him out on third and two inside the 10. It's like, what are, you know, he converts the third down for you on first down you throw and you don't even give him, you don't even think about giving him the ball on second down. I don't know. I think part of that too, though, is with our offensive line, we're not always winning the line of scrimmage so it's like we know Darius Taylor can make those plays but he's not going to make it without the support of his offensive line sure like he needs some sort of push because it I look at it the same way as the Vikings too right it's like they're going to try and hand it to Madison and he's going to actually lose two yards because they already pushed the pocket back so deep because they know they don't have the better personnel yeah I think it's just uh, there's just a lot of like execution issues right now, and I think it kind of falls kind of everywhere. And I think it's just, they just kind of have to tighten up. Like the thing is, is like there's spurts where it looks good, like going into halftime, coming out of halftime, they look great. You know, the beginning of the game they look great, but it's like when you have to like kind of move on the fly, and everybody kind of has to like you know get into that groove together. And I think it's a lot of like new pieces this year. It's just taking it's taking some time and i think the reason this game it feels so bad is because they were in this game like north carolina is the number 20th ranked team in the nation they're a good football team they have a really really good quarterback but like you were in this game for like 90 percent of the game in this game and there's some things to take away and be proud of from this game yeah what's up jack henderson we'll get to you jack henderson will get to you too But, I mean, yeah. I'd say a big positive is Ethan converting 
first downs on his on his legs. Like when he sees all that space, I loved when he absolutely just got after the first down line. He's like, I'm just going to take this myself. Like that was yeah. great to see that. I think and his we... decision making was really good. Like I think he was making good decisions. I just think mm-hmm. he was inaccurate with the football for a lot of it. And then when he was accurate, like somebody would slip or like it would clank off of somebody's hands. You know, it was just like never everything lining up to like execute that play. 100%. Yeah. 100% this game was closer than the score showed. And it was. But I don't want to let the defense get off either because in the opening two quarters, they were like, they gave up six out of their eight third downs or something. It was just ridiculous. And oh, these yeah. were- the defense didn't have a perfect game, but I think there's, I think there's some pros and then there's some obvious cons. Yeah, I think I think we can get to the the defense in a second. But I mean, I mean, since you brought up third downs, let's let's talk about that because that was one, something I really wanted to make sure we pointed out because they were just awful 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 on third down i'm trying to find the percentage here on the fly really quick but i mean they were bad i think it was four for 17 yeah it was like three for 12 or like something just like gross like that yeah it's it's really uncharacteristic of the joe rossi d honestly um oh the um of the offense yeah we're still on offense yeah it's okay. It's that it's it's the, a far the, away. The it's okay. Was worse than they normally are too, but yeah. it wasn't that bad. No. I don't know. It was like three for twelve or something like that. It was bad, and I think that's what we're talking about with like situationally. They're just not executing. It's like there's something always going wrong. They're always stumbling. They're always tripping over something, and it's it's got to stop, you know, like it's, it's just not going to cut it when you start playing, you know, teams like North Carolina or better. And also I just, um, I don't know. I want to, I want to see the same like confidence of just like letting Ethan rip these balls outside of the numbers, but like over the middle in the end zone area. Like, I think that's where they're missing out on a lot of easy touchdowns there, but we'll see. I wonder if they're afraid of him throwing it into an area with a lot of defenders. Yeah. I mean, they absolutely are. Challenging middle. Every ball that tips off of one of our receivers hands ends up in a pick. So they totally are. But well, yeah, I mean, he's thrown three interceptions, and two of them have come off the hands of Brevin Spanford. It's tough. It's it's tough. It's but, like, tough when you're young. The one this game big isn't even really your fault. Yeah, and the one this game is like, you know, it's a, it's uh, the throw is way behind Brevin too. So it's like, you know, these small things that add up and just like create this really really bad play for you. And really, there's an argument to be made that he should have more picks on the year. He threw probably half a dozen balls that could have been picked off this past game, at least. Maybe. I feel like part of it was skewed because receivers would just fall down and then DBs would just like have a shot at the ball. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's 
I think the it, it's just like it just needs to get better at this point. Like this is ridiculous, you know. No, I get it. Hundred percent. And I mean, if I mean PJ's welcome to play the style of ball that he wants, but he's he knows too that if you make too many mistakes, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in this game much longer. So he's I think got to accept that he needs to change a little bit more too. It's like you can ground and pound, but once you hit you know, those two, three turnover mark, you're going to end up probably losing those close games. Yeah, but it'll be really interesting to see if they, like, shy away from throwing it again. I, I don't, I personally don't think they will. I think they'll use this next game to throw the ball, you know, to, like, try and figure out the throw, the pa passing game like they did against Eastern Michigan with the running game. But I think, I like, I ho my hope, at least, is that it'll be, like, more ba a little more balanced than that. Right, so that you're, you know, really trying to run like your true offense. Because at this point, I don't think like you're hiding your identity from anyone. I mean, balanced and also I think just simplified. I mean, I'm not trying to say take Northwestern lightly by any means, because you never want to do that. No, to an but opponent. like run the stuff you're good at. Right. It's like they they know it doesn't matter what we run. They know we have those in our playbook, and it's always going to be a possibility. So just simplify the offense for now make the throws to get build Ethan's confidence, build the receiver's confidence. Then you can maybe start throwing the ball 20 plus yards down the field and having several of those, but make that rapport with your receivers make sure you have enough confidence in the playbook and the plays being called uh, before we can start really opening up the playbook. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, Griff. All right. I think, think the offense has heard enough of us um yeah. why don't we move over to defense defense was um i don't know fine uncharacteristic of a joe rossi defense i don't know i don't know i think like fine is not normally what we are accustomed to saying on this podcast at this, this point yeah it? but like you know nobody's perfect you know it's... Like they had, they definitely had a bad day for them. I think it's a tough. I mean, it's the best quarterback they've seen since like yeah. C.J. Stroud. So almost certain. Yeah, and I think like they score touchdowns on like they they had like a couple drives with where they have big plays, and every big play they have, they end up like converting to points in some way or another. They had like twenty four points off of off of big plays. <coughs> big drives with big plays i think yeah and i think that i mean that's that's why joe rossi is constantly like we have to limit big plays we cannot give up big plays like that's the philosophy and you saw why and and i think a lot of the problems and i think you guys might have seen it too um that this the pass rush is still not there for this defense um, besides, like, I think, was it Kyler Ball and Danny Strugel? I think it's like, been better, but they're just not finishing. Yeah. They're just not finishing. Yeah, the pass and rush then, is meh. Yeah. Or was meh that game. Yeah. Sure. And then, like, you go look over, like, I, I, I'm just going to say it now, and I, 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 there might be bad juju they may, may be, and, but I am very worried about this season either on, on both sides of the ball and on special teams, just because, like, I feel like injuries, especially soft tissue ones, have been piling up. 
especially on the defense. I remember I was. I think I asked you guys like, "Hey." I think even PJ said something about that. Yeah, like I am very, very worried. Like obviously, guys are getting hurt. We have a very limited depth, especially at like linebacker and in the secondary. Um, that like, as the season goes, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried. Um, but from what we've seen that this defense, how they played, and the younger guys, um, while it's like trial by fire, and yes, we gave up a lot of points this past weekend, I will say there is some positives that come out of it, too, because the defense, we know Joe Ross is going to get his guys ready to go as best he can, especially with what he has. And I just thought they just got gassed in the end because this is the type of team where the offense likes to milk the clock and let their defense take a big rest on the sideline. Um, so with the offense getting, I think we lost the um, the time of possession game for sure. I think like I think. Um, yeah, but that was really only at the end. They had like a five minute drive at the end of the game. They really scored all their points by being like super super up tempo and running a ton of plays. They ran like seventy plus plays. And uh, and I think it, I think it's important to note here that some of the big, big plays where they capitalized on it, they were catching us in transition because the Gophers like to pull people off and sub on fresh legs on defense in a way that not a lot of teams do. And Drake may was very good at taking advantage of it, of catching the defense, not quite ready. And, you know, it led to some big plays. They definitely saw the- that on film and, and were ready for it. Yeah. And I don't. I think I think the Gophers just weren't prepared for a quarterback who, you know, has that good of command of the offense and was that ready for the way that they approach things. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good quarterback. He's mobile. I think I, I didn't realize how how athletic he actually was personally, till he was beating us. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, because like I'm not really watching a lot of ACC games to be honest with you. Like, neither do I. So. Watching him, I was just like, oh, okay, he's he's a lot bigger than I thought he would be, and like he moves a lot better, like he for someone that, of that of like his of his stature basically at the position. So, I I was impressed by Drake May. I think, you know, like th- that's gonna happen, and like you you did. I think the problem is is that like the defense kept you in this game. Like that you have these turnovers, you don't really get any points off of them. You get one that if the linebacker just doesn't fall flat on his face after catching the ball, he's probably bumping his head on the goalpost, right? Like, it was just, like, weird moments where where they – and they just didn't take advantage of the opportunities that they got early in the game, and they got put away. Yep. Griff, anything on defense for you? I mean, I think I think they knew kind of going into it, just Tyler Newman. I didn't see him throw too much his way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just good planning in terms of uh, North Carolina's offense. But yeah, I just kind of going back to the whole defensive line being like meh. It just felt like anytime we we rush four and our edge rushers get behind the quarterback, it just leaves obviously our entire um, defensive line susceptible to May running right through it, right? Like you saw him several times just kind of go in between 
the tackles and the or the yeah yeah to the tackles and the edge rushers and he'd pick up you know four or five yards. Yeah, well, so. he can he can beat you going any direction too. He can beat you going up the middle. He can beat you going rolling right, rolling left. Yeah, and so he was really good at just extending drives that like would die out for most teams because of that. Griffin is perfect. Yeah. So I just think for us moving forward, when we have quarterbacks like that, I'd like to keep you know most of our linemen in front of the quarterback for the most part. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that was just kind of my observation. Also, can we get a holding call for Jaw Joiner, please? Oh my God, they will not. Did they even the ACC gets their flags picked up anyway? I I think it is worth commending the defensive line here for the way things went in the run game for North Carolina. Yeah, because there was the running backs were not getting much done. No, it was. I mean, Drake may drop back what like fifty times. Drake may drop back a lot, and he he was the guy running the football for him, and it was because the they were in a pass rush, not in a you know yeah not not stopping the run. But when the run came up, they were they were ready for it, and they were you know this I can't remember what the kid's name is, but he was the Doak Walker running back of the week the week prior, and he got bottled up for less than fifty yards. Oh yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the, I think the defense has been. I think the defense was like not the problem this game. You know what I mean? Like I think it's, oh, it's like sure. you wish you had that pick six. You know, yeah, you wish you limited Drake May a little more, but like, you can't really ask for much more than what what you got from them because, they generated turnovers. They they you know Danny Strigow has a great sack on on Drake May. They they did their job. They kept it close for a long time, and I think you just and I think your that's offense exactly didn't what do anything. we discussed last week too. Is you've got to generate a couple turnovers and you know do your handle your business, and they did it for the most except for you know three four big plays. They really handled their business. Yeah, which is why you know that's what Joe Rossi preaches, right? Like you see that all those drives lead to, you know, points. So, I don't know. Do we touch on special teams next? Because <laughs> go ahead. Oh my God! Um, first off, positive. Dragon Kessich. <laughs> I gotta give him some love because even though we weren't, some of these offensive drives weren't turning into touchdowns. At least Dragon made all his kicks. It is a um, blessing to have a reliable field or kicker, place kicker. Oh yeah, we we were all kind of worried about what he would be at the beginning of the season, but I think he has earned everybody's trust at this point. Yeah, he's the least of our worries, I think, right now. Yep. Which is, you know, exactly what I want to see. And can I can I say once again, Mark Crawford, averaging more than forty yards a punt. I know. And he got trotted out there half a dozen times. How much more than 40 yards a punt? Uh, 42 and a half. Okay. On this one. Don't care. It's it, like for a guy who was averaging like 35 these past couple years, 
I th- I think it's good to see marked improvement. Sure. He's like my age. He should be kicking his ball a lot farther. Oh, he's not going to go pro by any means. He's not he's not that kind of punter, but like thank God we've got a guy who can actually, you know, sometimes change field position. Ugh. But um I don't uh, I might have missed it a bit during the first half, but and then I lost lost stream. Just so you guys know, when you're trying to stream on like YouTube TV in a foreign country, then it, it sucks. <laughs> I can't even um, stream because I'm like tied to my dad's account, and I can't even stream in many in St. Paul. Oh, rip! But um, was our return game bad? If it was bad, I was Uneventful, which fine. Two games. Completely empty. There was not a single return, and I think it's because every single ball was kicked into or through the end zone. Yep. Okay. And then they didn't really punt that much. Yeah, they, they didn't really have to. Yeah. I think there was one kickoff that landed on, like, the one-yard line, and they still fair caught it, and I was pissed. So I'm like, just make something happen at this point. Let us cheer for that, something. I think that was the like the last kickoff of the game too, because I remember yeah. it and I was like, you know, this is your chance to go make a go be a hero. But they had people I get cramping it. all game. PJ was like, we're just going home. Yeah. That was about as upset as I've seen him in a long time, though. No, I don't think he's happy. I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the football boys are enjoying this week of practice. I'll tell you that. Yeah, especially tackling wise, it still feels like our linebackers just kind of like show up for every game covered in butter. You know. Yeah. First quarter, just can't tackle anybody. Every game. Hey boys, I got a hop, but. Um, summary, North Carolina game poo-poo. <laughs> uh, Take us to Northwestern. That's where we're going. Take us there. All right. We're going to Northwestern. Uh, it's going to be we are returning back to Big Ten play, uh, playing against, um, I believe, an interim-coached Northwestern team, as, as we all know, Pat Pacheco got fired over the uh, summer. Somehow um, not the most recent Big Ten scandal firing. Yeah, <laughs> look at you, Michigan State. Not, but, not uh, the craziest either. Eh, I, I mean, they're both, they're both, I think, pretty bad in their own way. Oh, they're both bad in their own way. I just think the the Mel Tucker one right now is getting just beyond wild. Oh yeah, yeah. well, because well, that one, all the details are being laid bare, and like, it's just like just, just put out there, yeah. But we digress. Um, coming up here, um, I don't have much to say. They are currently one and two. They lost two games. Uh, in my quick w- review of watching how they've been playing, um, I just don't know. Besides that, Northwestern isn't really a good team. Like, they, they've been struggling on both sides of the ball. So I am going to look at my prediction here just because like, I need a hop. Uh, if my phone let me work. Uh, I 
will say the Gophers win. I want to see some creativity brought back on offense. That's all I want. And we'll take the win 24 to 14. Well, that's a lot of points for Northwestern. That's that's exactly that's the over under actually. Is it a, is it a push? Uh, I, I made the prediction before I saw the betting odds. So. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the over under is exactly eight. That would have the Gophers losing to the spread, which is eleven and a half, I believe. Interesting. So far, the go- the Gophers have not been covering the spread, so I'm, I'm taking the the ten point victory here, but. But no, you guys have fun previewing Northwestern and those watching, listening. Thank you so much, and I'm going to have some more fun in Japan. Please do. Cool, cool. See ya. Oh. All right. Well, let's get into uh, – sorry, my iTunes pops up here. Go away. <laughs> That just really bothers me when that happens. All right. Sorry, video watchers, audio listeners, and friends. That was awful. All right. Northwestern. Decides to edit this out. Then. Yeah, happen. that'd be cool. <laughs> we'll see. Somehow I doubt it, but okay. Um, Northwestern's averaging 186.3 yards per game passing and 100 yards rushing okay. on offense. So they're averaging under 300 yards of total offense. And they're giving up over 350 yards a game. So, they're not good. No, Northwestern is not doing well this season. And I think part of that comes with, the you know, the territory of their head coach just got fired in a pretty major hazing scandal. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think, like, they're just a program that's, like, they're going to have to rebuild like after this. And like, it's just, it's a very weird situation and it's already just like abysmal to go there and watch football games. It's so lame. Um, Griff, are you going? Uh, not this weekend. No, I was going to say that'd be quite the whiplash from Chapel Hill to, uh, Evanston. I was going to say Ryan field is just not, excellent i can't lie i would definitely consider going but i will be out of town somewhere else this weekend admittedly i think tickets are like four dollars to this game yeah that's what it was when i went there in 2019 yeah it was was like five bucks to get in it is not a well-loved place and it's not a place where you can really recruit big names either like it should be it should, well, it should be. You're drivable be to Ohio. You're drivable to, like, you know, all these football states right there in the Midwest. Wisconsin, Iowa, right? Yeah, you got all the, you know, big farm states where the big farm boys eat all their corn and get huge. You got the big city there. You have, other than the stadium, you have great facilities that are brand new. But can't really recruit many people either when you have your head coach um, removed and fired so yep I mean I've never heard of Ben Bryant before this year I don't know much about him but you mentioned his passing stats that's going to play well to our defense 
and I, you know, would hope that this is a good get right game for our defense and our offense. Yeah, I'm hoping this is a get right game kind of on all fronts for us, right? Like let's let's just clean it up. Let's go out here and, and execute and do what we need to do. Like don't be afraid to like like why not just run like the same couple plays? Like if they I'm I'm not saying like the whole game, but like if you have one play that you're like, "Oh, this worked earlier in the game for 8 yards. They're kind of giving us the same looks." Let's go back to this. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to do that. It feels like they're afraid of, like, really working anything besides the run game. Like, the passing game is going to take work, too. And I feel like they're just kind of, like, afraid to really, like, rep the same concepts over and over again. They're afraid to, like, just let the bullets fly. So other than that for like Northwestern on offense and our defense, I'm also like, I'm very interested to see if this is the game where Jaw Joyner gets home for a couple sacks again, because if he stops getting held, maybe. Yeah. But I think, I think they'll call it this game. I mean, it's under the lights in Evanston. So, Oh God, this is a night game. Yep. Oh, yuck. Yep, get ready to watch this year for your Saturday night. I know I'm excited. Gonna, I, it's just gonna be sad. I think, not really for us, but like a little bit for us. I mean, I think it would feel good to like really, really, you know, get on a roll. If we go here. in and torch them, I'll be happy. But like, you know, I would like to not, see them figure really out traditional the traditional Gophers. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think the defense is going to be dominant. I think we're really going to see um, kind of what Joe Rossi wants to be on defense this year because I have noticed a lot more, like, corner blitzes and stuff this year. So that's been fun. And I think this is the perfect time to, like, kind of start introducing that stuff because a lot of times to me on defense it's felt that, like, your guys are in the right spot to make plays and just don't make the play. And I think against this team – you really got to make those you're really going to need to like you have to be making those plays against this kind of team yeah other than that on defense like i said northwestern is giving up like 360 plus yards of offense to the opposing team per game so is that is that in our wheelhouse can we can we manage that? I mean, I just hope it's not one of those games where we run the ball fifty times. You know, it it might be. start out that way. I'm gonna i I will do I will be very I will hate that so much. No, I think that's the right reaction. I just i I don't know. I don't know what this offense is gonna do this week because we haven't seen consistency. Yeah, I think this is the perfect opportunity to try and find some, you know. This is – I think you want to go in and do this balance thing like you did in North Carolina, but, like, execute on it. Yeah, just get more consistent in, like, your play-to-play, everybody doing their thing on the same, on this, on the same page because it just feels very disjointed right now. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see – them be more pass heavy in this game because I don't even think we have a game with the receiver that went over a hundred yards. Um, and 
And if I'm a wide receiver, I'm like, give me the ball. Like, let we have talented receivers. Give them the ball. Let them make plays. Northwestern is giving up like 10 yards a pass. Perfect. Run into the sticks. If I'm... Run an out route. Yeah. I think and the I, Gophers I are currently I... negative in EPA per pass right now, by the way. Oof. Time to get that up. So. But, like, yeah, if I'm... Well, if I'm particularly like Daniel Jackson, I'm frustrated after North Carolina. Absolutely. Didn't catch a single ball. I I want to get the ball. Put the ball in my hands. Yeah, yeah. I if think... I'm if I'm Corey Crooms, put the ball in my hands in space. Because you know he caught some balls, but he he didn't get to do anything with them. And if I'm also Corey Crooms, I say stop putting me in motion if you're not going to use me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if I'm if I'm Brevin, I'm desperate to make a play. And can man, you, he, can, can you get overdo trying to make that catch that got intercepted? Like that man wants to make an opportunity of any target that he gets. Can we get a Brevin target in the red zone, please? That would be so nice. I, I'm sorry, the I, green zone. Kill me. <laughs> Just. Brevin's he's got to be frustrated. They love using him between the the 20s, but once they get inside the 20s, they just like start using him as a blocker again. And it's like you we're can, uncharacteristic cuz they love throwing to him in, uh, in the tw- or outside the 20s. Just the... use him as an inline tight end there. It's just like I don't know why they refuse to do it. Match him up on a linebacker and just, you know, Match Mohanas corner. I don't know. Let him do what he's best at. Yeah, he's gonna Which sit is... in the soft spot of the zone and just let you hit him in the chest. It's gonna be nice. He'll find it for you. Just you know, aim for the numbers. Yeah. Well, that's that's the big thing is Ethan's got to hit the numbers too. Yeah, that definitely is something to watch is what the accuracy is like because I think there's like there's plays and concepts that he throws very well. Like I think these part of the reason why they call all these balls outside of the numbers is because he throws those very well because he just wants to rip it right now. And I think hopefully we see him, like, just develop a little more touch, you know? Yeah. And and I think that's the thing that Tanner did really well is he had some touch on his on his football. Yeah, like the, the shallow crossers and stuff. You don't need to rifle it in there, stuff like that. And, like, Tanner didn't have a cannon. No. We we know Tanner didn't have a cannon. Ethan Ethan might not have a cannon either, but he 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 does have a bullet. We'll see, I guess. All right. Shall we get to predictions then? I mean, this game I think really just needs to be you know, get right on both sides. Like let's let's be consistent. I yeah. think that's the that's the message this week, right? Consistency, consistency. Let's be consistent. Let's make some plays. I'd love to see some of these these guys who've been struggling get involved in meaningful ways. I'd love to see something from Brevin. I'd love to see something from Justin Wally. I think Wally's been in and out of games though with like those cramping issues. Well, it'd be nice to see him get those cramping issues dealt with. For sure. But I don't know what that's about. All right. Well, 
It's the best time. It's prediction time. Everybody's got this as a W. Wyatt, what do you got? I I think it's going to be uglier than we want it to be. Um, I'm going to go with like 20 to 10 for the W. Hmm. It, yeah, I don't think we're hitting the over. I I don't think we're beating the spread. It's just what did Jason say? Twenty four fourteen, something like that. Four fourteen. I just think there's going to be less points than that. And I'm not happy that I'm saying this. I I like I hope the Gophers go out and put hang forty on them or fifty on them or whatever. But it's just it's not the team that we've been this year, and I'm. I'm going to set the expectation where it is and, you know, hopefully they surprise me by a lot. All right. Personally, I'm going to go not the other way too much, I think, but I'm going to go that this is a, this is the get right game. This is, you know, let's take a breath, you know, get it together here. Let's, let's try and be a, a nice, a, a good, fun, consistent football team. I'm going to go with, uh, twenty-seven-seven. I think. I think we get run fest at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I th- I think that's. But correct. I think we get like two passing touchdowns from Ethan. And you know, then Darius Taylor picks up the third one, and in you know, garbage time comes out, and game's over. They kick a couple field goals, whatever. Just run the clock out. Griff, what, you, sure. what do you think? Well, if Northwestern put up a touchdown against Rutgers, I don't see them putting up a touchdown against us. Do it. So I'm going to go... Go off, King. I'm going to go 23 for the Gophs, and we're going to have a field goal fest in oh, Northwestern. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have a nice 23-9 to nine Love it. And on that same line of two passing touchdowns, I'm going we're gonna have two receivers over hundred yards. Ooh. Wanna Ooh. go you wanna go any deeper? Pick 'em. Oh, you want me to oh I'll I'll go deep, baby. We already know one's gonna be DJ. Yeah, that's probably fair. And you know, I'm waiting for that breakout game from Crooms, so I'm really hoping this is the one. That'd be fun. Big playability. Crooms has the big playability, but I don't think he would have been my pick. I like it, though. All right. I think what more needs to be said, we're all just ready to go watch Northwestern Minnesota in primetime. With bated breath. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an absolute... I can't wait to spend my Saturday night doing that. Because I know I can't not do it because I'm a sick person. So... I hate myself for it, but I can't look away. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, special shout out to Jason for hopping in here all the way from Tokyo. That was pretty nuts. Um, Laurens too for showing up in the group chat last week. Yeah, good to see you, Laurens, in the group chat. That was fun. Law school, buddy. I'm sorry I took such pain to get you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's been Opa Podcast. I think we're all going to be sad still until next week, hopefully. Yeah, probably. Goodbye, everybody.
Peace.